Hello, everybody, and welcome to I'll Drink On It, a podcast for beer drinkers by beer drinkers. My name is Ethan Olson. And my name is Nick Ludwig. Each episode, we'll be rating and reviewing a different craft or small batch beer. The only catch is that we have to start drinking before we start recording and finish all the beer we have before the episode is over. The beer we have on tap this episode is Tsunami by the Toplin Goliath Brewing Company. So in honor of my dad, I came over here today and Ethan and I thought, what are we going to drink? We hadn't decided yet. So we went on a little B-double-E-double-R-U-N beer run and picked up some of this Tsunami, which I think is a new beer for them. It's really good, though. It's, I, I, yeah, I had never had it before. It was, uh, in, in many cases, on un- untapped. A lot of people talked about how it's sort of an entry-level pale ale, and which is super contradictory to what it says on the side of the can, um, well, <laughs> which I guess you can't take that for... I mean, I can, I can definitely see that because it's not super aggressive in terms of... Um, you know what you know it's it's not super aggressive in terms of being a pale ale mm-hmm. it's not super hop forward you can taste some malt still in it um but it does have a nice uh mm-hmm. it does it, it does have a nice bright flavor which is kind of what i associate with hops for sure yeah it's i don't know is it cascade hops it's um i think so but it's it's really good it has it's a very fruity flavor it's not bitter at all so i can see how or why a lot of people have been talking about the fact that it's sort of that transitional beer you know it's not going to kick you in the face right away somebody that doesn't like pale ales um you know the the bitterness to them this is 31 ibu so it's not um that bitter Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's described as having a mandarin orange uh, infusion of some kind and i don't i don't know i don't i definitely get a fruity flavor i I wouldn't have pegged it as mandarin oranges i i thought honestly when i first sipped it i thought like a pear um, I guess I wasn't really getting pear, but I definitely do get that fruity flavor from it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's definitely more hop forward than especially what we had last um, last time. Uh, I just I, I got more of a lemon out of it. Honestly, I yeah. definitely get the citrus, but um, mandarin orange is, is not exactly what what came to mind from that. For sure. And uh, so it says the last line of its description is take the plunge and ride the wave. And to me, that just sounds super intimidating. Yeah, I mean, we've been riding it, though. <laughs> we have. <laughs> we've been riding. <laughs> we've, we've been riding the wave here. And it's it's good. I the, So Topic Goliath is in Decorah, Iowa, which is a small town. What is that? Northeast of Cedar Rapids, where mm-hmm. we're at. And this place has really... Isn't it Northwest? Maybe. I think I, it's I think yeah. it's the north central part of the state. Yeah, 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 that's probably right. See, that, and that's my problem because I haven't been there. We need to go. So, um Toplin Goliath was uh started in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um and it was started by some people who were who were doing brewing out of their garage basically. Mm-hmm. Uh and and it kind of has grown into this local uh monolith. Like a lot of people really really love uh, the beers that they're putting out, and and there are cer- certainly a couple of the uh, the mm-hmm. Top and Goliath beers I really like. Oh my gosh, yeah, they're they're most popular. And I don't know what their facts and figures say, but I assume they're most popular by far is their pseudo Sue beer, which has gotten a little bit of national attention lately with this interesting case with uh, what's it the Chicago Field Museum or is the the Chicago Museum of Science and Industry? Either one, I think it's the Field Museum where they've actually got the Sue the dinosaur, and there's this back and forth and now the resolution to the whole thing is they're gonna sell the beer in the gift shop 
which is awesome. What a cool solution to, instead of this, you know, it could have been this contentious battle and now people get to drink this beer. It's a win-win and it shows off toppling Goliath and Iowa beers. Yeah, really certainly, well. certainly. Um, but, uh, so this tsunami that we're, we're drinking today, it's an American pale ale. Um, we were talking before the show a little bit. We didn't really know the difference between an APA and an IPA. Um, and so we were doing a little bit of research online. It looks like the two are, are actually very not the same at right. all. Oh, yeah. Um, APAs are, are more derivative of like regular British pale ales, um, and they der- but they derive their flavor from American hops, uh, whereas IPAs are, of course, derived from actual British IPAs and possess greater bitterness and a higher alcohol content. Um, and so it kind of goes with what everybody or at least um, what mm-hmm. what the beer itself is saying about itself, that it's, you know, it's more of an entry level. It's not super hop forward uh, and, and it's a little bit easier to drink than than an IPA, maybe. And it shows us Americans, we just don't have that longstanding history. The first American pale ale, uh, Anchor Steam, that was 75 and then the the term wasn't really coined until the 80s i mean in obviously the craft brewing industry has i mean gosh catapulted Exploded. since then yeah. yeah yeah but still and and we're talking ipas and i mean this that was a function of trade back you know between india so we're babies in this market compared to you know the the giants of the industry yeah certainly um and, and and I think that there is a little bit of a distinction. I mean, if you think about a traditional pale ale versus an American pale ale, American versions tend to be a little bit cleaner um, and a little bit more hoppy, and the British versions tend to be a little bit more malty um, and a little bit more balanced. And so, I mean, that definitely comes through in this uh, in this blend for sure. Uh, I am getting the hops forward on it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I but I think that it's a it's a good it's it's a really easy beer to drink. Um, it and, is, and yeah. I think it goes down really smooth. Yeah, yeah. I could see a lot of people that don't really like you know those crazy strong um, you know bitter beers that are afraid of craft beer. I could people would really like this, and it's it is and I love it too. It's yeah. a, it's a beer it's a for good one. one and beer for all. <laughs> so yeah, so I had never had it before. Nick um, actually suggested it because he said that he liked it. Uh, yeah, it's a really good one. This is this is something that I could definitely see myself kicking back and, and drinking. This, you know, and it's good timing. And I, like I said, I think it's new. If they're planning on this being sort of their summer beer, they hit the nail on the head. Because hanging outside next to the barbecue, I could drink this all day. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get wasted, but... Well, yeah, that's... <laughs> Five percent, not too bad. Yeah. So it's the a, so the al- average alcohol um, by volume range, ABV range, uh, for APAs is is four to seven. Um, this sits right in the middle there at five. Uh, so it's not super high. Um, but hey, I'm a lightweight, so <laughs> and I'm a medium weight. So <laughs> yeah, we uh, we should really give a shout out to National Beer Day. Yeah, we missed it. Yeah, we, <laughs> we missed it. But we were there in spirit. It's. Yeah, uh, I think it was. Wait, what was yesterday? Right. So it was yesterday, April. Yeah, 7th. I had a beer yesterday. I had a couple beers yesterday. So uh, you I know, that's encouraging because I had a beer too. <laughs> I had a couple also. Yeah, and uh, it. So yesterday, April seventh, marked the uh, what was a, a law passed by FDR in nineteen thirty three. Was it the Cullen's Harrison Act or something like that? I think it was what it was called, and 
it was the end of well, not 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 the final end of prohibition, but it was a step toward step in that direction. Um, FDR has the famous quote, something along the lines of, "I think it's time for a now would be a really good time for a beer." And uh, with that, there had been a law passed that allowed for the sale and distribution of low um, ABV beer. And I think it was up to like 4% or something. I'm, I'm getting that wrong. But that was a monumental step in the end of Prohibition. April 7th was the day it was enacted. Therefore, April 7th, National Beer Day. It's a great day. Yeah. <laughs> we did, I, it is too bad we missed it. We should have recorded this yesterday. Yeah, we probably... Oh, well. Well, I, I didn't know it was a thing until just now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shoot. Um, but yeah, so uh, we we picked up a couple of these. We have had a couple already. We're yeah. well on our way. We'll be. So we cracked a couple. We we have two more of these tall boys. They come in, what is this, a pint, a 16-ounce uh, can. And if, pull, if anybody from Top and Goliath listens to this podcast, I mean, we could easily, just as easily call you, but it'd be cooler if you called us. Just to yeah, say, call in. <laughs> give us a call. See ya. <laughs> this isn't a live show, by the way. But um, we'd love to talk to you. And uh, we're really hoping to get into some of these breweries and actually record, you know, in their um, brew house and, you know, hopefully interview and talk to some of these people. And for our listeners out there, stay tuned because uh, we've got a couple on the way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're, we're definitely working, uh, you know, it takes a little, a couple weeks to get those sorts of things lined up. Um, but, but we are definitely looking forward to doing that. Uh, it's, it's going to be really cool. I think mm-hmm. we're, uh, I mean, we are obviously super knowledgeable about all things beer. <laughs> yeah. Everything, <laughs> just everything. <laughs> but the people that are really more knowledgeable are the ones that are actually brewing it. And to be able to talk with, uh, some of these brewers, they're very busy people. They're on schedules too. But, um, you know, some of these bearded folk might be able to give us a few minutes of their time to sit down and talk and uh, share a pint. And uh, that'll be that'll be really neat insight we can get to share with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so out of five beer steins, no, out of five pint glasses, what are you going to give this one? Gosh. So I'm, I'm such a bad reviewer. I <laughs> way too generous on untapped. I already gave this a four point two five and. That I mean, that might be a fair rating, but I also give shit beer a three point five. So, <laughs> yeah, I think the the one that you last time you gave it what, like I a think you four. gave it like a four. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, really, my variance is between three point five and four point five. <laughs> if you, if you get a five from me, my mind has been blown. Um, I am going to well, what, what do, you, do you end up at four point two five? Is that what you're going to give it? Yeah, four point two five. That's my rating. I am going to give it um, four pint glasses, um, and but they all have little um, like lemon wedges on top of them. <laughs> Isn't that no? It's not an emoji. I, it's it should be an emoji if it's not. But. Because I mean, like I think the lemon wedge go really well in this beer. Oh, that would you know? And gosh. Let's let's roll back the clock a little bit to what year would this be? Two thousand five. I wasn't drinking any beer in two thousand five. I was a high school student, <laughs> but I remember the fad was to get a blue moon and put an orange put an slice orange in slice it. in it. Yep, and that was like the revolutionary. It was really cool. Um, I mean that that was even really cool when we were in college, right? Yeah, it was, and and you were fancy, and that was a craft beer. 
year. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, maybe at the time. But it was, uh, it was. I mean, it was honestly, a, a, obviously a culture shift, mostly our parents' generation. But the lemon wedge in the toppling Goliath tsunami would be a nice touch. It would be a very nice touch. And I think it would be really good, honestly. It would be really good. I would I would dunk the lemon in there and then eat it afterwards. Do you have no, any you lemons here? No, I would. I like to eat lemons. Do you have any lemons here? We could do we it. We do not have any lemons. All right. That's fine. Well, next time. When we, all right, when we uh, barbecue later this summer. Yeah. Yeah, we for do sure. That. Cool. All right. So uh, another thing that's been going on most recently, um, what day was it on of the week? Uh co-college oh yeah there's an annual tradition what was it thursday maybe it was wednesday or tuesday i think it was thursday we're so i don't know i i honestly okay well (laughs) this is what it is it's flunk day um so for those of you who don't know uh flunk day is a tradition from our alma mater uh where the student body president and vice president choose a day um and the entire college shuts down uh, all the classes are canceled. If you had a test that day, if you had a quiz that day, it's over. Like it's canceled. It'll, it'll happen the next day, whatever. Everything shuts down. Um, and it's just basically an entire campus wide party. Um, there are beer kegs for those, for everybody who's like 21 and mm-hmm. older. Um, and, and there are like rides and food and bands and stuff all day. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, but the thing is that nobody knows when it's going to happen. Exactly. So the saying in school was always flunk days tomorrow. And it was always, always tomorrow. It's always tomorrow. It's in it's the, so the holiday is always in the spring and it really is a, it's the biggest college holiday. I mean, there's, there's certain days that you get class up, but this is the real holiday. And so in the springtime, essentially after you get back from spring break, you never know when it's going to be. We're totally like living, reliving our college days right now, Ethan. <laughs> but, I know. <laughs> it was that much fun, though, and people really looked forward to it. It wasn't a stupid, you know, people didn't um, downplay this at all. It was a big deal. And uh, so you would have a big test the next day or, you know, on a, th- on a Thursday. It's Wednesday night, and you would be hoping so hard that the next day was was going to be flunk day. And but it was like <laughs> never a good. It was never actually good at the next day was flunk day because you weren't gonna study the next right. day, <laughs> and you were just gonna be hungover for your exam. That wasn't gonna be helpful. Yeah, that's true. It, it kind of would throw you off. But at the same time, you would have so much fun on flunk day that it would make it all worth yeah. it. You forget all about well, and that's the thing. So like, as soon as people get back from spring break, they start stocking their fridges in oh, yeah. their dorm rooms full of stuff, getting ready for flunk day because you mm-hmm. you never know when it's gonna happen. Oh yeah. Um. Unless you are, you know, dating <laughs> the student body vice president. The, so I had the I had the in. I was my now wife was the student body vice president, and my roommate was the student body president. So I was like in this triangle of power <laughs> where I had no power, but they did, and so. But they, I still didn't know. I I really honestly never knew. I don't believe that. I'm serious. They were good. And they they also played tricks on me where they convinced me at some point. And so you just got wasted the night before. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Jay did that. Jay Tara didn't do that. Jay did that. Um, and uh, they would play it off. They would they would be so sneaky. And they had meetings all the time anyway for their for their yeah. duties as yeah. president, president, vice president. Like real things that they had. Really? <laughs> I mean, you know, picking out like whether we were going to have a bronze Quahog statue or not. That's another story. That. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I heard it was going to be pure gold. Yeah, yeah. 
that didn't we didn't have that much money in the fund but uh they so they would be meeting all the time and i would think to myself they are definitely planning flunk day right now and maybe in some cases they were and i thought it would be the next day but no and then it wouldn't be so um i did however get the privilege of no matter where and most of the time i spent the night in my now wife's room and uh she would have to wake up at like 4 a.m. in order to get out of the room and get stuff ready and get going, which isn't that much before Flunk Day Committee, which wakes up at like 5 or 5.30 or 6 a.m. And you were on FTC. I was you? also on Flunk Day Committee. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was like an hour, an hour's worth of perk of knowing before the general public knows that it's flunked. So it was, that was all it was. <laughs> so, uh, my favorite Flunk Day memory, though... Um, has to be the pure joy. So, and, and for those of you, if you haven't already caught on, people drink a lot of beer or whatever on Flunk Day. And Everything. It's <laughs> we used to say uh, tequila sunrises at sunrise. Yeah, and it is. It starts at five or six, six or seven a.m. Yeah, I mean, once people figure out that it is, the entire mm-hmm. campus wakes up and right. and everybody starts drinking right away. People go around pounding on doors, and um, so before I had drank anything and i found out it was flunk day i think this was my freshman year it had rained that that year maybe it was my sophomore year i went out in my pajamas and the quad was full of rainwater it had rained the night before and it was a sloshy mess and uh so i sprinted across the co- the quad and i i did a belly dive and slid <laughs> in this giant puddle before i was going to get in the shower a beer shower and it was probably the most fun i've ever had <laughs> by yourself well, no, people were watching because I told people I was going to do it. But yeah, but I did it by myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I felt like a penguin going down a luge slide. I mean, like, I just remember, or I guess I don't remember, but I've I've heard stories about Flunk Day back when it was, like, absolutely insane. Yeah. When, like, I mean, this was before they, this was before they banned smoking in the, um, oh my gosh. in the residence halls. Yeah. I think that one of our friends was like the last year that they could like smoke in the residence halls or something like Clean that. Clean Air Act of 2007. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's insane. They, the, like, apparently during that time, it was just like out of control mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, so by the time I got to school, it was a little bit more subdued. Yeah. Um, Plus, the litigious nature of our society means that things happen that lead to, you know, there's a lot of liability involved with getting yes. 1,300 college students drunk and letting them run around campus and do, do whatever they want. Do whatever the hell yeah. they want. And so, I mean, I think the college has woken up to that a little bit, which is probably smart. I mean, I do. Okay, so one thing that I very distinctly remember doing on Flunk Day is I wanted to take a shot in every single academic building <laughs> on campus. And so, you know, you start in the morning, you get your group of friends together that wants to do this with you, and you bring a bottle of Jose with you, yeah. and you just, you it's gone by the time. By the time you hit the quad, and by the time you hit the quad, there's breakfast going, and that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Like it's the best timing. It is, and I think most of the days that Flunk Day happens, I just for whatever reason, if if the weather all around everywhere else in Cedar Rapids is is rainy or or not nice, it's just going to be a nice day on Coast Campus. <laughs> I do not agree with that. There were, <laughs> I there think it's co- more of a state of mind. There were a couple Flunk Days that were absolutely awful. So like I think. Um, my f- sophomore year, so your junior year flunk day, it was raining all day. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, and I, I, well, the only thing I remember is that there were like these balloons that they had let out on the quad. Oh. 
and they all got caught in the trees. Well, yeah. Do you remember this? <laughs> no, I. And then, and then they were hanging there for like months afterwards because nobody could get them down oh. because it was so windy. It mm. sucked. Um, and then one year it was very very cold. Uh, so that year everybody everybody gets like a comm- commemorative like flunk day bag full of full of crap basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is always your mug, and you can take that mug up onto the um, patio of the uh, grill mm-hmm. area, the beer garden. Yeah, the beer garden, mm-hmm. and, and get free beer. And so that year. Um, I had my mug out and I did not realize that it was a color changing mug that changes when it gets cold until I got back into my dorm room later that night because it was so fucking cold all day. Yeah, there's a you just you just power through it. Yeah. You you know, you know what they say? What? It's a marathon, not a sprint. That's true. Got it. Just keep going. It's a marathon with a three-hour nap in the middle of it. You do take a nap, always. (laughs) Noon. People stop at noon, Mm -hmm. maybe one, and then you get you get some of that that you know grill out food, and and then you pass out. Second wind. Yep. And then you wake up at three. (laughs) Keep going. And it's oh, you do it all over again. It's a little calmer at three. Uh, Six a.m. is just nuts. But then, but then at night it really does pick up again. It, oh my gosh, yeah. Because that's when the crazy shit happens. That's when like the foam parties happen on the quad and stuff. The foam party. There was <laughs> whoever. <laughs> I wish that. <laughs> I've always been curious about this foam party thing. Whoever created or invented or was the first person to think. Let's just put a bunch of foam on a dance floor and see what happens. But not even a dance floor. It's like literally like, <laughs> like let, let's just like pump a bunch of foam onto <laughs> this like random patch of grass in the middle of campus and then like unleash a bunch of horny 20 year olds onto it. Like what did you think was going to happen? Honestly. That. <laughs> oh, the, the foam pit. I, I just remember people would talk about the stories that would happen in the foam pit for days after Flunk Day. Or like really even like the stories that happened in like the dance during homecoming. Oh, yeah. Okay, so like homecoming dances, homecoming dances in high school. It's like, oh, my God, we had like two white wine spritzers before this. Like we're wasted. <laughs> uh, like, oh, my God, I hope I don't do anything embarrassing. But like during college, homecoming dances are like, how many people can I show my butthole to? <laughs> oh, my God. One. The answer is one. No, the answer is like the entire dance floor. <laughs> Man, I I must not have had enough fun at these homecoming dances. You, you didn't say late enough. No, I didn't. I didn't. I do remember though. The so it was the the one year it was hosted uh, the downtown. Uh, I think I don't know what hotel it was at the time. It was the Crown. Crown Plaza. Royal yeah. or Crown Plaza. Crown Plaza. Crown, Plaza. Yeah. Crown Royal. Um, <laughs> And that's like it's like three quarters of a mile away from Co Campus, so people a lot of people would walk, and there would be some risque shit happening between oh, yeah. on the walk, campus dude. and yeah. the hotel because people would oh yeah drink a bunch and then walk to the the dance, and you would see people like in the bushes doing the de- the deed <laughs> on on the way to the dance, like <laughs> calm it down. I know First Avenue Cedar Rapids. It's uh, it's where the magic happens. Well, and then and then once they redid it, uh, mm-hmm. it was in like a really nice space. Yeah, <laughs> and it was still the same shit, <laughs> always, oh, always. Yeah. College kids don't care. Mm-hmm. It's... But then we had those shuttles that would take us back and forth to campus. Yeah, it was fancy. Yeah, we were very fancy. People <laughs> would just throw up on it instead. <laughs> <laughs> instead of in the grass, they would throw up. They would throw up on the shuttle. Yeah, I always tried to walk. I like the you know if I'm gonna if I if I've drank too much 
and I think I'm going to throw up. I like to be outside in the open air. Mm-hmm. Calms me down a little bit. Yeah. I still throw up. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it happens. It's If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I had a weird... So anybody listening that... This was my train of thought. And in college, I, I don't do this anymore. When I drank too much, I always thought, you know what? And I was a runner. If I if I really want to get get less drunk right now, I bet you if I just went for a nice little run... Yeah, I'll just metabolize and, that. Yeah. <laughs> That is wrong. It's so wrong. What really happens is the alcohol pumps through your bloodstream a lot more quickly, and then you just get hammered. You get wasted. And it doesn't work. So I, I did that a couple times. I told people that I do it, and then everyone called me an idiot because apparently <laughs> that's a known fact. I didn't know. Because everybody else knows. Everybody else knows that. <laughs> uh, so I stopped. I stopped doing that. But it was really hard. Like it, I, There was a couple times that I... I would get drunk and I just wanted to run and people would have to hold me back. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go. I, you know, I used to be a runner. Uh, there's a very funny story about, um, uh, I, there, there was a bar called the home port. Oh yeah. <laughs> which was really close to campus and all, all the kids went there. Um, mm-hmm. it was basically a campus bar. There was like a couple townies that went there. Yeah. Uh, but I was running. I it was homecoming, I think, and I decided we were all going to homeport, and I decided that I wanted to be there first. And so I started running down the street, and I fell, or I tripped, and I had um, my palms were all full of rocks and stuff. Oh and, no! And I had a really, really, really rough time, um, and so I I decided that that was over, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to go to homeport anymore. So everybody else went, and I sat on the curb and. Um, <laughs> I I called Whit Rock and I was like, "Hey, you have to pick, like you have to pick me up." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Well, well, where are you?" <laughs> and I was like, "You know what? I don't really know because I was way wasted." I was like, "You know what? J- you know, just like seventeen thirty four. And he was like, "Literally, what does that mean?" It was like twenty one twenty one thirty four. 32 and he was like no that that's those aren't real (laughs) i was like just just come and find me what (laughs) so what had happened is i was so wasted and i fell and i skinned my hands and i and i didn't want to go to home part anymore but i was right on the corner Mm -hmm. um so how it works is college drive turns and home port is right on the corner and i was sitting on the corner of the of the road right next to home port and White Rock drives up, and he's like, okay, um, I see you now. C- come get in the car. And so I did. And he, um, when I got in, he was like, yeah, you were reciting um, the prices of the cars at the used car lot oh. across the street. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> those are addresses. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, you know what? Just like, you know, like 1734, like that's where I am. <laughs> that's a cheap car. <laughs> It's a really well, cheap car. Well, it was car. not a very nice used car. Oh, okay. But... Yeah. No, you're right. It wasn't. That's... Yeah. So uh, oh my that's gosh. my story about <laughs> being really wasted at Co-College. Yeah. The home port. Oh, I hope they hear this. They're, that place just has too many stories. The The worst story I can think of from home port is that this guy was an asshole. I don't know his name, so I won't incriminate him. <laughs> and I don't know how or why he was associated with home port. He might have been just a bartender. This this townie there and there were a few townies that would go in there. It's probably a bad word to use, but I mean, guy from the neighborhood. That's what they were <laughs> an old dude. He was not doing good. He this this guy was really drunk, and he was he walked into the bar, threw the door open, and just started telling everybody about how he wanted to end his life. And this oh, got Jesus. serious. Oh, I know. Yeah, this is not a fun story, and. 
he he's talking to me for three or four minutes about this, just saying that over and over again. You know, in any like way he's going to kill himself. Yes, he's very clearly saying Dude. he's going to kill himself. He's very drunk. He's old. I don't know what his backstory is. So I'm thinking. I got to do something. Yeah, you have to tell somebody, right? So, yeah, I should have told the bar maybe, the bartenders. I don't know. I didn't think of doing that. Um, they claim you know, later that they know him really well, and this is this is just part of him. I called the police thinking. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you know, what can go wrong? And I thought I was doing yeah, the right, right thing. <laughs> what can go wrong? <laughs> I, I, and uh, so the police come, you know, eight minutes later. We're close to downtown. And... Uh, I meet him outside and I tell him what this guy's been saying and they go in and they talk to him and he's you know upset with them he's upset with everybody and they put him in handcuffs and take him away I don't I guess he would have been arrested I don't think he was arrested but he was taken to a safer place where he wasn't going to harm himself um the bartender realizes that it was me who called the police drags me over to the bar I don't think he really drags me but he is so furious at me. The bar was packed, and he starts yelling at me about these capacity issues and how they've had capacity issues in the past, and I put them in danger and jeopardy of how... Anyway, I was not a fan of the home port after that. It was a bad experience. <laughs> I was just trying to help this old guy who might not have been with us the next day, and yeah. here I am getting yelled at by the bartenders at home port. I didn't go back for a good three or four days. <laughs> <laughs> That was my boycott. <laughs> the home... I mean, like, everybody... Okay, cup night on Thursdays. <laughs> so what it was... How much did you pay? It was like uh, five, five bucks, bucks yeah, or something know, like that. Bucks, yeah. You got a giant 32-ounce cup of beer mm-hmm. for like $2 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And... Iowa prices. Yeah. You just... I mean, you just got so wasted. It's a small bar. It's not a big place. I mean, it was. it's clearly open because of co-college yeah right there just like moose <laughs> and the guy who i apparently i he probably gave him a quarter of their business the townie <laughs> right they were like do yeah. not call the cops on him <laughs> he, he buys a lot of beer <laughs> yeah oh well well he's alive still well that was that was probably six years ago so maybe not okay yeah that's the craziest thing so one of my friends from college i was telling nick earlier um one of my oldest friends from college I saw on Facebook earlier that we had been friends for nine years. Mm-hmm. We're old. That's a long fucking time. It's a really long time. It's a long time. I mean, I haven't talked to some of my friends from high school in, what, more than nine years. And I I wouldn't have never put that. I, I would have never put that number to it. And I still consider them some of my best friends. It's strange. I don't know. It's a yeah. long time. It's a, it's a very weird surreal situation to realize how long not, not even how long you've been friends with these people just like how long you've known them like mm-hmm. 10 almost 10 years that's a long time i don't know it's uh we're getting old we are getting old <laughs> but you know what we're living life the right way we're, we're drinking some good beer we're we're talking about things that we like hanging out and, with friends and we're <laughs> all all of you we're hanging out with all all of our friends <laughs> And uh, and we're having a lot of fun, and pretty soon we're going to be doing it in in a brewery. <laughs> yeah, a a brewery somewhere. We're TBD uh, TBD. It, we're almost ready to nail down the first one. <laughs> we'll figure <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be there. So uh, what else were we talking about? The uh, 
The classic two truths and a lie is always an option. Okay. We, we can do two, two truths and a lie. You want to? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I went first last time. Okay. My two truths and a lie. Uh, my first one is that we found a new dog that we think we, we want to adopt. Um, he is a cute, smaller dog. He's about the size of our current dog. Uh, he's a little bit older than our current dog, though, and I think that he is going to be a good addition to the house mm-hmm. uh, because he is small um, and seems to be low energy, a little bit lower energy, which I think our current dog is, is going to like a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, the second dog or the, <laughs> the second thing is uh, when we were in Phoenix, we uh, I, I went hiking. Um, I told you I, th- I really wanted to go hiking. Uh, so we summited um, Camelback, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool because once you get to the top, you can see kind of like the entire surrounding area. So when you're climbing up, you can really only see one side of the mountain. But once you get to the top, you can see all sides of the mountain. Um, and so you can see kind of Mesa, Tempe and Phoenix, which is really cool. Uh, and the last one is that when we were in Phoenix, we got to visit a brewery. Mm-hmm. which was um, Four Peaks, which is a very cool brewery. Uh, it's kind of one of the first breweries it, that was in the Phoenix area uh, that's doing the craft beer thing. Sure. Um, and we did a couple flights of beers that were, that were really cool. Uh, and some of them were better than, than others. Um, certainly, I like some better than others. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. All right. If I had, if I had to take a guess, I'm going to call out the... The dog. I bet you're not going to get another dog. Wrong. Really? Yeah. You guys are okay. actually going to get another okay, dog? Okay, well, okay. So we, so we found another dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we if we move into our house and um, we have this uh, this other dog still available, we mm-hmm. really want him. His name is Joey. Oh, he's a wow. sweetheart. I love him so much. I cannot. What um, kind of dog is it? He's a terrier, just okay. like Chief. Nice. Um, he's two years older than Chief. He's, he's 12. Chief is 10. Uh, and I think they would get along really well together. Yeah. Um, so I would love to, to get this dog. Uh, we don't have enough space for him right now, but, um, once we do, I think mm-hmm. we're, we're going to try him out for a weekend. Wow. Uh, the lie was actually, we did not summit on Camelback. We got about you non summoning. We got about four fifths of the way up. We were very, very close. <laughs> I could see the top. I could see the, Okay. So hey, why didn't you go all the not, way? It, no, it's not my fault. My friend that I went with um, decided that he he could not go all the way up. Um, wow. So hopefully he's not listening to this because he's going to try to blame it on me. It's <laughs> completely untrue just to everybody. I could totally have made it to the top. Wow. Um, I was okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I I'm not sad we didn't make it to the top. I'm I'm sad we didn't make it to the top because I wanted to make it to the top. Yeah. But it was also very scary up there. Um, really? Yeah. Because like once you get to a certain height. There's no real trail. You kind of just climb up rocks. Wow. And so if you slip and you fall, you could really hurt yourself. And I, I was a little scared. Sure. Um, so uh, if we would have made it to the top, I would have been really excited. We didn't. It's fine. We'll make it next time. Um, but yeah, that next was a lie. Next time. That was a lie. Wow. That's a good one. Um, so that brewery that you went to, um, how was that? You said it was pretty good? Four Peaks. It was really good. Uh, so we had two flights of beers there. Um, got to try a bunch of their beers. Apparently, they're one of the first kind of craft breweries um, mm-hmm. in Phoenix. It was really good. Uh, I had their IPA almost all night. Very good. Their food was very good. Um, definitely worth checking out if, if you get down there. Four yeah. Peaks. Yeah. 
All right. I'll, t- I'll keep that in mind. All right. You ready for my two truths and a lie? Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go. First, number one, I'm going to Canada this month. Number two, I went to Las Vegas earlier. Uh, what would that have been? Two or three weeks ago. Next, I'm going to Mexico this month. <laughs> okay, well, I think you were telling me before the show, I think I know that you went to Vegas. So I think that that's a lie. Damn it. <laughs> um, I don't think that you are going to Mexico. I think you're going to Canada. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got it right. Yeah. So, well, you uh, got it right last week, so I think that yeah. I deserve it this time. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you do. Mex- I would love to go to Mexico, though. I've so I've already I've been to Canada. I've been to Mexico both one time, but barely barely over the border. This uh, this time, a uh, group of uh, former coworkers and I, best of friends, we're going to Canada. We're gonna meet in Seattle. We're flying up, or we're flying to Seattle, and then we're going to drive. No, take I guess actually take a ferry. Um, I don't know what body of water that is that goes up into what is it, Vancouver, and uh, we're gonna hang out there for a couple of days. And then we're gonna come back, and then I'll fly home. It's I cannot wait. It's gonna be an amazing time. Sounds fun. One yeah. of our guys is waiting on waiting on his passport to to show up. I hope it comes in in time. Otherwise, he might be in trouble. But hopefully, that happens and. It'll be good. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what the hell people do in Canada. I imagine mostly the same thing. I think they just, you know, sleep because the sun is never out during the winter. <laughs> is that true? Yeah, because it's so far north. Oh. Well, wow. not all of Canada, but certain parts of Canada. <laughs> I mean, this is this is like right over like the, the border. Like the Arctic Circle. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is not. They go to Tim Hortons. That's all I know about it. <laughs> <laughs> they they do. They much prefer Tim Hortons over Bob Evans. <laughs> those Minnesota folk, they really they really like their Bob Fucked Evans. Up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're I'm excited to go. Yeah, that uh, sounds fun. That sounds like a lot my fun. Vegas trip was was also pretty good. I was there for a work conference and I didn't I didn't go to any breweries. Um, I had a little bit of beer, nothing really amazing, but it's a good time. Vegas is just a Vegas is insane. It's just, you, yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. I feel like it's a classy yet oh so slimy city. Yes. And there's just Agreed. way too much going on that, I don't know. I'm too wholesome for that, right? <laughs> too wholesome. <laughs> I'll just keep telling myself that. I think no. that's, yeah, it's a good, very good descriptor of you. It's a, <laughs> it's a self-descriptor. It's a fun, <laughs> Vegas is a fun place to be, but I just get, ner- I, like, what? It's it's too much. So what else have you been up to this week? Let's see. Um, the, earlier this week, there was a really fun thing that happened. There was the Willis Dady uh, Beer Tasting Festival. It was a craft beer. You know, the, you, you go and you get a little sippy cup and or a little one and a half ounce glass and you drink this beer. A lot of, the, I think almost all of the local breweries that I know of were there. And uh, it was a really good event. It was a benefit for Willis Dady, which is a, a homeless shelter in Cedar Rapids. And it, I think they probably raised a lot of money because people love beer. And uh, so some of my favorite breweries that were there, you've got all the Cedar Rapids staples. You've got Lionbridge. You've got Iowa Brewing Company. Back Pocket was there. Um, and then Exile was there. They, they make great sour beers. I really like a good sour beer. 
they had this mandarin orange, I think they called it blood orange sour beer. I gave it the best to show, which I don't think was a category because I didn't actually vote. But <laughs> it was so good. If I could have voted, that's what I would have voted for. Um, it was unlike any other sour beer I've ever had before. Um, still pretty sour, but really good. They're, my favorite story from this whole festival, <laughs> somebody suckered the, I th- you know, probably the distributing company, into bringing the Coors Banquet beer as one of the showmanship items <laughs> of this brewing or, you know, the beer tasting festival. And <laughs> at the same booth, so we, we go up there and take a sample of the Coors Banquet beer. And we're, you know, we're laughing and... Because it's so good, right? It's uh, Yeah, <laughs> we're laughing because it's so good. And I mean, I was talking about my dad and <laughs> he drinks that stuff like it's milk, which it is. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> thick enough to be milk. Right. And... um we're, we're making jokes like that. And the, the nice ladies that are serving us this beer, I just don't, they, they didn't really, I mean, I think they thought it was, you know, it's a beer. It's fine. People like it. It's, it's fine. And we're, you know, ripping into this Coors Banquet beer. And, and then I feel horrible because they feel bad. And right. this lady's like, well, we also have Blue Moon. And oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's you know? like great. Yeah, good. That's a good one. That's a good one. My dad likes that one too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, so, but sad. we drank the Coors Banquet beer, and that was fun. Um, there were a lot. We went. We made a point. We went to every single brewery that was there. Well, we got, you came out really well from the uh, from the beer tasting mm-hmm. for sure. That was fun. So Nick has this entire tote full of koozies but it's also plastered on the outside full of a bunch of um uh stickers from all these breweries Mm -hmm. so that's our our new uh podcasting it's our equipment tote yep yep (laughs) yep put all the stuff in there yeah it uh you know it looks pretty pretty cool (laughs) so i guess one of the other things that uh has been going on this week I don't think it's all that exciting, but uh, Ghost in the Shell mm-hmm. came out, and it has <laughs> it's not been doing all that great. Oh. So Nick doesn't know too much about Ghost in the Shell. Um, I don't know if all of you do, but one of the things is, is that it's based off of a um, anime or manga from Japan uh, from the 90s or 80s, and uh, it it features a character who's quite clearly Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, What's her name? Well, let me look it up really sure. quick. Uh, the name is uh, well. She goes by for the majority of uh, of, of the um, series major, mm-hmm. um, major, but, major. But her name is uh, Makoto Kusanagi. Yes, she's played by Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> so, I mean, like it's it's Scarlett Johansson, right? She, Yukinami, she, basically the same. she looks, yeah, she looks like. I mean, she looks like some Scarlett Johansson looks exactly like somebody who would be named Makoto Kusanagi, mm-hmm. clearly. Well, and, and, and like clearly, that's a problem, right? So, like a lot of people have been up in arms about this, saying it's whitewashing. I mm-hmm. mean, like that that uh, comic um, or, or or that show by Marvel, um, Iron Fist, that just came out, mm-hmm. uh, is you know kind of drawn some of the same criticisms, and I just think it's interesting how poorly ghost in the shell did at the mm-hmm. box office this weekend it 
I mean, a lot of people are calling it a flop. I heard it came in third, I think, overall. But it's not in a great position. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I just think it's... I think it's interesting. The entire way that it's gone down and, and kind of the discourse that's, that's happened around it. Mm-hmm. So why do you think they did what they did? Well, I think they did what they did because they wanted to put an actress in Major's position who people were going to know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Scarlett Johansson's a huge name. Right. She was in she was in all these Marvel movies. Yep. She's Black Widow. She's done a lot of great work. I mean, I, I mean, she's done a lot of good work in the past. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. She's not an untalented actress. So they wanted somebody who had that name recognition. So who is going to somebody who is going to bring in all of the advertising dollars mm-hmm. or, or recoup all the advertising dollars and you know bring bring in all these um, crowds. Yeah. She just didn't really do it, and I think that it's kind of come to the point where they're realizing that this was not the right decision yeah. um which is too bad because i i know a lot of people really like ghost in the shell a lot of people think that you know um have watched it in the past or or read in the past and and, and have really enjoyed it mm-hmm. um and there were you know a series of films um in the 90s uh that were you know uh, anime um that did a really good job with it and so people are pretty disappointed in the way that this has been portrayed now um, which I totally get. I mean, I I, I get it. Uh, I think that the way that the film handled this situation or um, the way that they handled race is is ill-conceived. And I think that, you know, um, spoiler, alert, spoiler alert, kind of the end of the film uh, demonstrates exactly that they knew mm-hmm. that this was not the right thing to do. Um, because at the end, they you find out that major's mother is a Japanese woman and, and major is a uh, Japanese, a young, younger Japanese woman who uh, kind of died and they implanted her memories into this new robotic body, which was supposedly based on on like the perfection of the human race, which is of course a white woman. And so you put this Japanese Japanese girl's head and memories and, and, and memories and all of these things into this white woman's body. And then at the end of the film, she's kind of hugging her Japanese mother uh, in front of her, her own grave, which is very strange um, because I, I read an article um, that was written by some Japanese women who said, you know, like this is not how Japanese women would react in this situation. This Mm -hmm. isn't authentic. This isn't real. We would never hug our mothers like that. We'd be looking away. We'd be looking down. We'd be doing something. Um, And so I just think it's, it's very interesting how the entire thing happened. So the ending is not really in line with what may have happened. If, the robotic body situation, first of all, could have been happening, but <laughs> well, sure. And and the other thing is, but I don't, I, I don't even know. I mean, I'm not a Ghost in the Fell sh- or Ghost in the Shell fan. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. who this person is or or who this character is. And so, I realize I'm not the best authority to speak on it. But I do think it's interesting, like as a person of color, to watch this happen mm-hmm. and see the reactions that it's getting, and understanding that, like, hey, this is kind of weird. Why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, and then like kind of realistically bending over backwards to make it make it clear that this white woman deserves this role, even though she's clearly Japanese. Like it's yeah. very strange. It's a very strange. That doesn't make thing. much sense. I don't know. Well, see it or not. What's the name of the film? Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. Up to you. You decide. Well, you know, and the other thing is the worst part is I've heard the film is 
fine. Like it's not great. It's never it's never going to win an Oscar. Right. Um, but I've heard the film itself is fine. It's just this casting decision and the way that they're telling the story around the whiteness of the main character is very strange. Yeah. So Hollywood. I mean make that make that of it what you will. Sure. Yeah. There's a wasn't there recently another issue that was uh happening in Hollywood with another film? Um along the lines of uh there were there were people up in arms about another racial issue. Um, Are you talking about the Pepsi commercial? No, I thought. Well, Iron Fist. Iron Fist. That's Iron what Fist. It was. Yes. The Pepsi commercial Finn is another Jones, thing we yeah. we need to talk about that. Too, well, though. Pepsi commercial is very. Yeah, it's a separate Fucking issue. It's very Pepsi. strange. Okay, so here's the thing about the Iron Fist thing. I totally get why they did Iron Fist the way that they did, and I think that they handled the Iron Fist situation a lot better than they handled the Ghost in the Shell situation. So, like the Iron Fist situation was that the main character of the Iron Fist comics was always white. He was mm-hmm. always white. The problem is that these comics are written in a time when it was fine to be kind of racist in this way mm-hmm. or do something that, that can be perceived as racist in this way. Um, in other words, make a white person the savior of this entire Asian race or mm-hmm. or make him the best at Kung Fu and the, like all these Asian people have studied in their entire lives. That's like totally They natural. just can't. Yeah. Right. Which is like, whatever. I get it. At that point, it's understandable why things shook out the way that they did. What I think is interesting is the way that they handled it, um, but more so the way that the actor handled it. I mean, he basically turned around and said, you know, like you wouldn't have thought all of these things about me had the last presidential election not turned out the way that it did. Um, And I mean, I, I think that the way that at least the way that the, the writers of Iron Fist handled it is better than the way that the writers of the Ghost in the Shell handled it. Mm-hmm. In that, at least Iron Fist was like, "Hey, we understand." There's this kind of historical backdrop about this character. You know, this character was always white. Whereas in Ghost in the Shell, the major's character was always a Japanese name. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was always a Japanese woman. So to turn around and say, oh, no, Car- Scarlett Johansson is clearly the right woman to this role, because if you look at the way that the anime or the manga was um, drawn, it looks like this person could be white, maybe. It's like that's not really quite the same. At sure. least at least with Iron Fist, like you're recognizing, hey, this yeah. might have been fucked up. This might have not been right. Yeah. This might have been kind of shitty to persons of color. But, um, you know, Finn Jones is always a white man. Sure. Well, let's talk about Kendall Jenner um, and, and Pepsi. Crack one open. Okay, well, here, <laughs> let's, just, okay, let's so, solve all the world's so problems Kendall in one Jenner podcast. Kendall Jenner and this Pepsi thing. I mean, she she was okay. Clearly, she was getting paid for this, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean you this paid was, a lot of money. This, this was a commercial opportunity. For She's her. trying to be the next Britney Spears. Well, and she. <laughs> I don't know if that's the truth. <laughs> I think that she was trying to do something that was going to make her relevant, and it certainly made her relevant, compelling. Compelling is maybe Com- a better word. Um, compelling, in- yeah. maybe. But I mean, I, 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 regardless of whether you agree with it, regardless of whether you disagree with it, I mean, like clearly she is now. I mean, she she did this because she wanted to be somebody who. I mean, so she did this because she wanted the money. She did this because she wanted the recognition, and she like got it. Yeah, regardless oh, of whether it's good it. or bad, right. she got it. Doesn't right. matter. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-mm. Pepsi, on the other hand, I mean, I, I understand people coming in for Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner. Like, they're coming in for her. They're saying things about her. They're doing whatever. Like, fine. Mm-hmm. Pepsi is a real culprit here, right? Yeah. I mean, I, she Kendall Jenner did not write this fucking no, ad. No, she, she, she didn't do it. showed up probably three hours before right. the shoot. And, right. And, and she, she got a Pepsi in her hand. What do I have handed to do? Handed it to the police officer. <laughs> right. Like, she did that. That's all she did. Yeah. I get it. I get why people are mad about it because I get why, you know, her, um, Caitlin is supposed to be, you know, this, this progressive icon. She's supposed to be, you know, this trans, trans woman, you know, uh, iconic trans woman who's leading the movement. Fine. Whatever. Kendall should have known better. Mm-hmm. So let's, I don't let, feel bad for her. Let's go play by play a little bit there. There's protesters, right? Yes. And, and then what happens? Well, I, okay. So, I haven't studied the commercial. That's Basically, the, the rub is that Kendall Jenner grabs a Pepsi. She brings it up to the police officer. The protests are over because everybody <laughs> loves each other now because of Pepsi. Like, because that's Kendall, the tea. Because like, Kendall Jenner gave the police Kendall officer Je- a Pepsi. Because Kendall Jenner is a internationally, you know, like, superstar. She gives the police officer a Pepsi. Everybody gets along now. Fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You know, it, what if what if the police officers were there for the protesters in the first place? They were. Sure. That, why didn't anybody think of that? I mean, I here's, the, here's the thing. Kendall Jenner did not need... I mean, Kendall Jenner is certainly complicit in this, like I said before. But it's mm-hmm. like Pepsi's deal. And oh, people are coming in for Kendall Jenner. And I get that. It's fine. It's whatever. Because at the end of the day, you're standing up for this. You are the face of this. You're making these decisions. You said yes, whatever. Mm-hmm. Pepsi is... A very, I mean, this is a really weird vehicle to make this you know, statement for, right? If, like, I, if I was a, a national brand at the massive scale that Pepsi is, I would never try to imply that I can solve this deeply ingrained issue in our society. Right. But, you know, if you know, if somebody just gives our product to somebody else, who you know, there's like these grave, grave, like rooted. You know, deeply seated issues between, I you know I we'll just it's fine. I we'll mean, figure yeah, it out. really, that's the thing. Like, it's just strange that this is the context that this conversation is happening in, mm-hmm. and everybody seems to be talking about it. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it, so here's my thing: I'm, if if Pepsi served at a baseball game and it's the only thing, because obviously Coke's probably not there, I'll probably drink with Pepsi still. It's fine. Um, I'm not going to not drink Pepsi anymore, but like, why didn't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's the tea, right? Like, like I would never go out of my way to buy Pepsi because Kendall Jenner decided right. that like she was going to do this Pepsi commercial yeah. where she ended racism. Like that's right. not, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking I'm in the grocery store. I'll just right? thinking like, to myself, like, I'm looking at Coke. I'm looking at Pepsi. It's like, Oh, right. That's right. Kendall Jenner ended racism because of Pepsi. I'm going to buy that. Like <laughs> nobody's ever going to think that like, that's not realistic. Yeah. Speak, spe- and I, should have said the baseball thing. I just heard this is a big deal. Pepsi just lost the major league baseball contract. Oh, and now that's Coca-Cola. Fine. I like Coke better. Yeah, I do too. Pepsi's not that good. Pepsi is not. Okay. I will give you this at the Werenberg theater in Cedar Rapids, which is the better <laughs> theater. You can, you cannot get Coke there. So I do end up drinking cherry Pepsi there all the time. Sure. Fine. I do enjoy the cherry Pepsi. Mm-hmm. I, I like a good cherry Pepsi. Who doesn't like a good cherry Pepsi? The problem is cherry coke is way better. <laughs> oh, way you think better. cherry coke is better? 
Oh, I like Trey Absolutely. Pepsi Absolutely. So I like regular Coke better, but I like Trey Pepsi better. Okay, well, you're lying. No, <laughs> this is not two truths and a lie. <laughs> this is real life. I'm calling that out right now. <laughs> Fine, try me sometime. Blind taste test later. That'll be episode Isn't three. Isn't that like the Pepsi challenge or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they've already thought of this. <laughs> Uh, okay. Do you, do you have anything else that you want to talk about this week? Gosh, I don't think so. We, um, we should really wrap it up. We're always open to suggestions though. We, we need to hear what type of beer you want us to talk about. And if you want to hear us get wasted and talk about something fucking stupid, (laughs) we'll do it. Like we, We that's what we do anyway. Yeah. (laughs) So you might as well send it in. Tell us. Yeah. What's our Twitter handle? Um, our Twitter handle is drink on it pod. We will yep. always be sure to respond. Yep. So just go ahead and tweet us. We have a Facebook page. It's the, uh, drink on it podcast. Check us out. Uh, yeah. Um, our theme music is rock the day by MFYM. A big thanks to Jordan Walker for our album art. So if you like the podcast, please make sure to subscribe, review and rate on iTunes um, because that will be key to getting us on the charts where other people can find us. Like we said, follow us on Twitter, drink on it pod. We'll be sure to respond. And um, until then, more drinking, less thinking.